Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living series, which is on CTTV and CTFM for 2023. We call it the 2023 Starter Pack. This week, we're focusing on emotional and mental health imperatives. And today, we'll be zeroing in on the topic, understanding the love languages. My guest is a friend of the station. In fact, he is a regular panelist, sometimes co-host of the Saturday Morning Farm Life program. He also appears on multiple media platforms, speaking to distinct groups on relationships, healthy living, and all of those things. Amos Kevinan is my guest. Amos, welcome. Thank you. It's good, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Happy Shapa. I think i to you. Good. I know you do youth, you do couples, you do singles. Are those the three main areas of your focus? Well, uh, more than that, um, we, we also have something for men. Okay. Mobilizing males okay. is what we do. And our intention is to reach out to men, create a safe space for them to be vulnerable without feeling threatened. Mm. Because sometimes people think vulnerability is a vice. Mm -hmm. But we have to show them that it's a virtue. Mm. Um, then we also have Singles in 3D, okay. which focuses on reaching singles who are dating, singles in a state of dilemma, mm -hmm. and singles who are also in a place of decision making. Okay. Hence the 3D. Dating, dilemma, decision making. Yeah. I see. Why do you break the relationships into those parts? So there's youth, there's singles. There's men, there's women, there's couples. Why is it important to do those compartments? Well, for now, I think that uh, whenever you are reaching out to individuals like the clusters we have, mm -hmm. they have distinct needs. Okay. They also have common strands that mm -hmm. are similar to each other. But whilst we reach out to their similarities, we also create the dissimilarities and give it attention. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, the women's one is called um, Females in Fellowship Hangout. Okay. Um, that brings women together and it focuses on three areas. Mm -hmm. Their rights, their responsibilities and the concept of royalty. Okay. Yeah, so that's what it does. Then we go to our couples project, Creative Couples. Conclave is the meeting. Mm -hmm. But the whole group now is global, creative couples global, because uh, we had chapters in Dubai, UK, US, Australia. Um, we are now targeting uh, Western Europe. And then we have the Ghana and the African group. So we merged it into one, into one creative couples global. So that is a global family. And mm -hmm. it's a place that I'm not there to tell them how to marry. I'm there for us to learn from each other. What is the key to having a healthy relationship well a healthy relationship is what helps us to build our sense of humanity okay i uh, like something from the east africans they say a human being is a human being because of other human beings mm. and so relationship first mm. with yourself mm. with the ecosystem around you and within the ecosystem there are individual who are in the ecosystem, starting from your primary caregivers, which will be your parents, to persons you would date or have a romantic relationship with, to your colleagues in the office, to persons you are learning with, that's in the field of studies, mm -hmm. to places where you socialize or interact, mm -hmm. where you conduct businesses. Mm -hmm. So you notice that around an individual, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a complex web of relationships. And for the person to be able to relate with these complex, you know, uh, web, they have to first be able to relate to themselves. So the issue of Id identifying who you are, for instance, mm -hmm. is key to building a good relationship. Because when you have that right, you go into a relationship with anybody and you are not insecure. 
you are not seeking to override them or undercut them. So we need people who are confident in themselves and also have developed the soft skills to engage others without mm. feeling intimidated. Wow. And this starts as early as infancy? Oh, yes, yes. In fact, there is a new neater part of it, mm. pregnancy, uh, how to communicate with the unborn fetus because they said if it's not born it's fetus but when they are born it's a baby mm. so um, it's it's important i learned this way back when my wife was pregnant and um, mm. i had gone to kenya mm. there's what they call the kenya national center for uh, nursery education nasese and i met two women and in jenga and margaret kabiru and they introduced me to brain development of children and how to stimulate children even when they were in the womb so I started communicating with my daughter when she was in the womb. Wow. There were specific sounds I would make. And the fetus would respond. And my wife would say, stop that. <laughs> because she would feel the, wow. the, the throbbing wow. there. You know? And I, I was doing a lot of reading on the World Bank website. Because they had this uh, hyperlink on early childhood development. And in there, they had a lot of resources and research that had been done. And I was feeding on that like a scavenger. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I see. So healthy relationships cut across and you never outgrow it. No, 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 no. It's a lifetime calling. Mm. I mean, you, I mean to, to develop a relationship with all these complex web that I've mentioned, mm. it, it's something that never ends. Mm. I mean, the more you read on the subject, mm. the more you discover that you didn't know. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. So let's come to the five love language. I, I decided to pick that because I feel it's something people ask me about and it's something that is fairly of interest. So when we talk about the love language, who, dis, who developed this and what, what was the background? I mean, Gary Chapman, after 30 years of counseling couples, mm -hmm. um, there's a pastor in the Baptist church in the U.S. And um, he observed that a lot of them were struggling in terms of their love communication. And so he started doing some research in the area with mm -hmm. the people that he had worked over the period. Mm -hmm. So somewhere around between uh, 1992, 95, he published it into writing. Okay. And now they've had several other versions of it. Love language for men, for women, for mm -hmm. children, for mm -hmm. teenagers, and what have you. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing is this, that it shows you how we receive love. Mm. and how we also render love. Mm -hmm. Those two are very important because in it comes how you experience love from other people mm -hmm. and how you yourself express love to others. So Gary's work spans that mm. period mm. and it's still very relevant in the field of academia and in social science and in relational care. So it's actually possible <laughs> that the way you receive love or prefer to receive it is there from the way you express it exactly wow. exactly um, but more than ever you would also notice that there is a correlation between how you show people how much you love them mm -hmm. and how you you expect them to love mm. you mm. it's like personality types mm. nobody is a pure breed mm -hmm. Nobody is a pure breed. So if you talk about sanguine, choleric, melancholy, uh, phlegmatic, and the likes, and then the supine personality, um, you will discover that nobody is thoroughbred sanguine. You are sanguine with something. But usually, blend. you are described by your dominant trait. 
In much the same way, all the studies I've done on the love language, I have discovered that nobody has a pure breed of a particular language. I call it dialect because I like that to bring it to our context as Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. We have several dialects. So, for instance, I'm married to um, Sister Susu, and so I'm working with this colleague in the office, and the person speaks a dialect of service. And I'm trying to use words of affirmation. Mm. So when the guy comes or the lady comes to the office, you compliment them by the way they look, how they're dressed or their attitude. But they don't really see that. It doesn't resonate with them because they are wired for service. Wow. So your words of affirmation to them is like scratching where I'm not itching. And you haven't done much, even though in you, you are putting in a lot of effort to render that. But the recipient isn't feeling anything, isn't connecting with what you're doing. So you're actually not doing anything for them. Wow. And that is why in a relation setting or even in the work setting, mm -hmm. you can express your love to another all you can. Yet the other party who is a recipient doesn't feel loved. That is wild. This and is, that can be frustrating. This is the Effective Living series. We're talking emotional and mental health. This is week two. My guest is Amos Kevin Annan. And we are just beginning to explore what we call the five love languages. Says Gary Chapman, after 30 years of counseling and teaching, came up with these. You know, we are ahead of ourselves. You didn't even give us the five. So <laughs> what are the five love languages? All right. Okay. So Gary discovered that some people's own is physical touch. Okay. There is gift giving or gift receiving. Okay. There's words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. There's quality time. And there is gift have I repeated myself? So physical touch. Yes. Um, gift giving. Gift giving. Service. Words the of affirmation. Quality time and service. Service. Yeah. So let's go through one by one. Physical touch. I think we all know what that means. <laughs> well, it means more than that. Because there's, there's a touch and there's a touch. Okay. When it comes to touch, there is an abusive touch. Okay. There is exploitative touch. Okay. And there is romantic touch. Okay. <laughs> so the people whose love language is physical touch, which touch are they talking about? They're talking about touch that does not threaten them. Doesn't threaten them. It but doesn't are, produce discomfort in them. But they are very physical. They are very physical. They are very huggy-huggy. Like my two daughters. Mm -hmm. I have two daughters. The older one is not huggy-huggy. The younger one can hug you a hundred times a day. So clearly that's <laughs> one of her love languages. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, the older one, she's comfortable with service. So, I need this daddy. Get it for me. So Get service, what, what does service mean? In this service context? is rendering, you know, being there for people, serving them, supplying their needs, making sure that you, whatever it is that makes them comfortable. So you solve problems You for solve them. problems. Not necessarily solving their problems, but meeting needs. Meeting needs. That require you to serve. So for instance, running errands. Okay. You go to campuses, very common. Well, whilst I was at Pentecost University, where I served for 15 years as the university's counselor, I mean, there you find students running errands for others, doing photocopies, binding stuff for you, and they will never tell you you're looking good. Mm. And yet, they do everything to make sure that your life is livable. That's what a person whose love language is service does. Wow. They can run around for you the whole day without telling you one word of you're looking good. Making sure you're comfortable. Yeah. So don't expect verbal compliments from no, 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 no. Such a person, they're weak in that area because that's not their strength. Well, it's not that they can't do it. Too. They can do it when it is that they're, they're brought to a place of awareness. Mm -hmm. So that they consciously would also add that to how they interact with other people. Otherwise, mm -hmm. all they would do is serve, serve, service. And then the people you want to serve may actually not need you to serve. They need you to say something. 
Wow. So service is great. It then is. You, you spoke about gift giving gift or giving. gift receiving. Gift giving, gift receiving. You see, for instance, a person who is gift giving, when you have special occasions, they take note of it. And what they do is they will send you a card, send you a WhatsApp, send you an emoji, something that shows that they've given you something. Others will buy you tangible gifts from the least expensive to the most expensive. For them, it's not so much the cost, it's the thought that they have about you. That they, they want to give Bernard this shirt. Mm. They've watched over a period and say, oh, mm. Bernard appears on TV. So a person who is a giver in that area, a gift giver, would buy you something that they know would add to your stock of mm -hmm. apparel or outfit for your work. That's what they would do. They can also take you on, on an outing just to buy something for you, not necessarily to have a conversation because they don't tend to want to have a conversation. They just want to give you something. If you're not careful, uh, you think that they're trying to buy you off. That's the threat with that. The other one is also that sometimes they can give you something you don't need. <laughs> I mean, and, and the interesting thing with gifts is this, that anytime you receive a gift, the giver is actually part of the gift. Okay. And how you handle the gift is crucial because it sends signals to them as to whether you, you value it them. or you don't so value it. So if you mistreat their gift, they may interpret it to me. You don't, you don't, you don't, like you don't regard it well. I mean, wow. for instance, and if they give you a gift and you have never used it, they will ask you. I mean, I remember some people gave me cloth, <laughs> within cloth, yeah. some time back. I, I don't see where it on TV. Where is the cloth? <laughs> so they ask me, ah, you, don't you like it? Haven't you sewn it? <laughs> don't, don't you have anybody to sew it for you? <laughs> so I noticed that they were worried that I haven't used it. Used it. So mm. I had to find a place a nice way. And, and wore it. And took, a photo, see? took a photo and sent it to them. At least I've done that. Wow. <laughs> you know? So that's gift giving. So gift the, giving. The, the giver interprets both your use of the gift as a treatment of themselves because exactly. they give themselves as well. Yeah. That's very powerful. They give and they give out together. That's wild. Let's come to words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. These are persons who use words to validate you. Mm. They tell mm. you how much you're worth through the things they say. Mm. So they are very mindful of hurting words. So they stay away from that. They use compliments. They use words that actually gives you like a push. They're nudging you forward with praise, but, you see, they are also prone to potential flattery. And when you have somebody like me who has a philosophical view that says, mm. flattery is hatred in disguise. Hey, that's your philosophy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my philosophies. <laughs> you know, so I, when, when a person is not giving to words of affirmation, you compliment them, their first drift is suspicion. to suspicion. What is it that the person is looking for? <laughs> Why is he saying this? Why is he saying this? So mm. skepticism mm. takes the lot of people mm. who are not given to affirmation. Wow. But people who are given to words of affirmation, they say it to you quite often. And once you hear them repeatedly saying good things, oh, you're looking good, oh, you're a smart person, oh, you, you know how to solve this issue. If you're looking for someone who can fix this thing in the office, talk to Bernard. Mm. If you want mm. somebody who can write well, talk to so-so-and-so. Mm -hmm. You know, that person has found out who is suited for what. Mm -hmm. And they use words. They're very strong with words. But they are str the strength of their words is not to hurt but to help you. Uh, so that's the advantage words of, of words of affirmation. Yeah. And then 
quality time quality time you see those individuals are persons who are there for you mm -hmm. and it's not usually the length of the time it's the quality of the engagement mm -hmm. so it could be a brief moment but it's a memorable one they treat you queenly or kinly and make you know that they are giving you full attention so hardly would you find somebody who gives you quality time on their phone and they say talk i'm listening they will never do that because for them eye contact is key so when they're with you they're engaging you they are really into their nodding they are they are you know drifting forward sometimes they go backwards they, their facial expression what and then also sometimes their contact also would indicate that this mm -hmm. persons they are using these skills to convey same and mm. it's important that we all understand that people are different mm -hmm. and therefore for as long as we remain different we would express and experience love differently these are very revealing uh, truths you're bringing out so physical touch gift giving words of affirmation service and quality time one of the things that baffles me is when you said it's possible to be a giver or it's possible to express your love in one of these languages but your reception is different i find that perfect oh, yeah, that, so, so for example if my love language is given you're saying that even though i like giving things to people to show i love them i may not necessarily think that by you giving me things you are showing me you love me at all Th that is at all that is remarkable you know and and that is why we have to study one another so mm. your colleagues in the office you've got to watch them closely mm. sometimes they can verbalize what it is they expect other times they may not even be aware that this is how they're wired it would take some other individuals to give them that feedback the question would be whether they are willing and ready to be that open to receive the feedback without an iota of skepticism or mm. scorn <laughs> because sometimes people can be very cynical mm. when you're giving them such feedbacks mm. i mean my wife when i met her gift giving was my main mm. mode of expressing love but i realized that she preferred quality time and words of affirmation and exactly. it, it took me probably half of the relationship to discover that that's that's the reality and I, where i said because i moderate and mediate in many marital and mm. relational issues i have seen people who are loving they are mm. loving looks one guy took his wife abroad three nations paris belgium <laughs> and the netherlands hey. the woman came back and said <laughs> That's not what matters. I mean, I'm telling you, somebody wow. would die for that. And yet, 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 yet. <laughs> Why? Because the guy was not there. Oh. She went on the holiday she wants, alone. She wants quality she time. She wants quality time. And quality time is defined in the presence. So you, you, you have to be with me. You have to be there. Don't send me to Dubai. No. With a and shopping don't list. come when I don't need you. <laughs> That's the thing with those with quality time. If you are there when they don't need you, you become a nuisance to them. Wow. Because you've got to be there when they need you. And it, it how to determine they need you is, is a mystery. So let's go back to this. So the, the man gave the woman gifts. Mm -hmm. And the woman wanted quality time. Quality time. But, but a lot of people don't tell you what they want. That's the thing. So, so is this something that you discuss in a relationship? Or is this something you discover through experience? So for instance, parents can observe their children. Like I've observed my daughters. Mm -hmm. I've noticed where this one leans, where the other leans. Mm -hmm. So my relationship with them is actually within the space of their comfort, not in their discomfort. And you notice that they do likewise towards me. And they relate with me differently. 
Look, the younger one, there's nothing I would do without her passing a comment. When I dress, when I do anything, I appear on radio, TV, she has a comment to make. Words the older one, the older one doesn't care that much. <laughs> she can do that sporadically. But it's not her main thing. Mm. She would rather run errands. Can I do this for you? Can I type this for you? Can I? She's doing that. So it's important that parenting notices as early as possible how the children experience and express their love. Now, the other thing also is as you grow, modifications occur depending on the social context in which you find yourself. So I know people who primarily, when they were younger, gifts was a big thing. But as they grew, they have, not that they've lost interest in gifts, they have so much that they don't need gifts. Now they realize that there's something bigger than gifts. So you realize that they're looking for somebody to validate them. You know, so... So if, you're saying this can even change? It can change over time. I know people who have taken the love language test mm. just before marriage. Mm. And 10 years in marriage, they went back and took the test and they realized their love languages have changed. This is complicated. Like personality. Me, I'm very private I'm not too public. I mean, until social media, I got into social media space. I love to be in my small corner somewhere. But a lot of people who have engaged me on radio, TV, or public communication will think that I'm uh, an outgoing. outdoor No, I'm not. Now, this whole Christmas, I've been home. There's no motivation to go out. Wow. <laughs> I'd rather be there with my home than go out there, unless I have public services. Mm. You know? So you pulled me out. Otherwise, I'm, I'll be hidden in my cave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is still effectively being serious, and we're talking to Moskevin Anand. Obviously, these discussions are just scratch the surface discussions. They are deeper dives where if he does the uh, farm life and other platforms he appears on. But this week, we're focusing on emotional and mental health, and the topic for today is the five love languages. If you just tuned in, uh, you are probably, uh, you have a mix of probably one of these five. Physical touch, gift giving or receiving, words of affirmation, quality time, and then service, a combination of this. Now, Amos says, you can be a gift giver, but your love language that you want may not be gift giving. You may want quality time in return. And it's a whole mixture. And he also says that in the same way that the personality types are not like neatly defined individuals, there's no 100% sanguine. There's always a mixture there. There are mixtures here. And then a key point you made was that some of this is discovered because it evolves. So what do you advise people to do before they enter relationships all right what i would do is the first know who you are and how you're wired mm -hmm. that's you mm -hmm. now whoever comes within your space mm -hmm. you should ask them if they've done the love language test simply go to www.lovelanguages.com slash quiz mm -hmm. and it's not a test as it were uh with pass and fail it's a quiz to discover to discover so mm -hmm. you don't spend a lot of minutes on one question. Otherwise, it will be like doing an examination. Like you, you want to blow. <laughs> you want to pass at all costs. Mm -hmm. So people should do that. Get whoever you are loving to do that. Whoever is within your working space because they have an anniversary. You want mm. to bless them. Mm. They have a birthday. You want to do something. And they may simply need you to be in their company just mm. for five, ten minutes of quality mm -hmm. time engaging. Mm -hmm. It's all they need. They don't require a gift from you. Whereas 
you may want to buy a gift, but you have to also be sure they would appreciate the gift and use the gift as you expect. Um, that's also the other thing. And then thirdly, I'll say that let us be liberal. You see, sometimes we, we, we are conclusive on people. I've observed Bernard over a period, so I assume that given the way he does his things, he'll yeah, be like looking for this. Let them actually verbalize him because, you see, if you have expectations of mm -hmm. others, mm -hmm. those expectations must pass three tests. Mm -hmm. The first one is the disclosure test. Mm -hmm. The second one is the discussion test. Mm -hmm. And the third one is the decision-making test. Mm -hmm. So you have to disclose your expectations. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can't hold anybody to it. You secondly have to discuss the expectations. Otherwise, you can't hold anybody to those expectations. And the third one, decisions must be made around those. And it is the decisions that have been arrived at that we benchmark our choices and decisions and actions. Wow. I see a lot of people in relationship with expectations. They haven't discussed it. They haven't disclosed it. So they are, they are, there was they are, no decision made. So, so the, the, the expectation is unrealistic and unrealistic. unrealized. Leads to I, I, saw, I saw an e-card where the person, they were getting married, and then the lady said, I'll make sure my unrealistic marital expectations will make sure we fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Can you imagine? So disclosure, yeah. Discussion, yeah. Decision, decisions, yeah. And this is not a one-off. So no. as you said, it evolves. So pre-marriage, you may have this by five years into marriage, things may change. Oh, it will change and drastically. Then, that that is, and this is not just in mar marriage relationships. No, You're no. talking about in the context of work. Work. So, so for example, your boss. Your boss. How do you know? I mean, so maybe your boss thinks that. Your presence is work. Mm. So every day you have to be there. Yeah. So if you leave the office frequently, it's like this guy is not serious. Yeah, you say you are not serious. Meanwhile, you, know, you are doing a lot to, of work. You have to tie it in. And the interesting thing with this love language things, you also have to tie it in with their personality type. So for instance, a choleric boss wants to see KPIs achieved. He's not going to shower praise on you. When a choleric boss is late for work, when he enters, he just waves at everybody and goes to work. A sanguine boss, on the other hand, was late, mindful of being late, because they don't want to lose relationships, unlike the choleric. Cholerics don't care losing a relationship as long as they get the work done. So they can literally step on you to achieve their targets. <laughs> the sanguine is afraid of losing people, and therefore, even when it hurts, they want to look nice. Hmm. So he will stop and greet everybody on his way, on his way whilst he's late. He's late to work. But under no circumstance would a choleric do that. Where do you talk about these things? What's your next program? Well, I mean, next, the next uh, program is in April. We're taking couples to Jirapa. Nice. Well, we decided to take them away from the mini seminars and all that. So we're focusing on three things. Um, the first one is sex. Mm-hmm. The second one is, um, we're looking at... I guess everything having... starts with S. For you, everything must <laughs> be the same. So D, 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 everything is the same. Definitely. You yeah. know? So we're looking at sex, we're looking at spiced up relationship, and we're looking at safari. So that's for the... Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, Cozy Hills, Cozy Hills Hotel. In April. A.K.A. Jarapa Dubai. Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm sure you do other things that we'll get to hear of on the show. Yeah, Always definitely. great talking to you. Amos Kevin Annan. Uh, I mean, what do you call him? I think it's my pocket relationship expert. <laughs> Amazing guy, a part of the city team, uh, immediate past deputy youth director of Church of Pentecost, yes. also counselor of Pentecost University College. He's done that in the past. Now he's the global head 
of the Creative Couples Global. Thank you, Amos. Thank you too, Always Bernard, a pleasure having me. you. We hope, we hope you've learned something. If you want more, get onto the website of Gary Chapman, read his book, and I'm sure you get more. My name is Bernard. We'll be back with another exciting edition next time. Bye-bye.